I'm the co-host Jeremy Grant. And I'm Andrew. They're driving the bus this morning. We have an exciting interview set up with one of the, the co-founders of Kudos. Kudos is one of our favorite platforms. We've covered them on this channel. I've been involved with their ecosystem for a couple of years now, so I'm super excited. For it's today. a pleasure to have via StreamYard, Pete Hill. Welcome, Pete. Thank you very much for having me here. This is this is uh, this is great, and yeah, I've been watching um, uh, a couple of your shows over recent weeks, and really impressed. And Andrew, I didn't realize you were part of our community for so long, but yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's fantastic to meet you. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, you as well. So why don't we start by maybe Pete, if you could give our audience a brief introduction into Kudos and what their mission is. Um, yeah. And- yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. So, uh, yeah, to introduce myself first, I'm, I'm Pete Hill. Uh, Kudo Pete, a lot of people in the community uh, recognize me by. Uh, I'm one of the founders of Kudo Ventures, which is the uh, kind of parent company. And uh, we launched the Kudos blockchain uh, a couple of years ago, or just over just over 18 months ago. Um, our mission is, is really to pro- uh, be able to provide computing power um, into the web-free space. Um, so, the way I look at it is every application, whether it's um, your typical Web 2 or if it's a decentralized application, as we see in Web 3, uh, needs computing power. Uh, and it's how we can how we can empower that in a in a in a better way, a more sustainable way, give people the opportunity to be able to uh, earn themselves from their computing power. So that's something that we're going to be working on in the future. and I'm sure we'll cover on the uh, on the show today as well. Um, so yeah, it's just it's just disrupting the the, the system, uh, bringing out something which is bang up to date um, that allows people to do uh, all of that wonderful stuff. So um, I'm sure we'll we'll cover that in a little bit more detail as we go through. That's excellent. Can you share some insights into the current user base of Kudos platform, like the number of users and the devices involved? With, uh, yeah, sure. So, I mean, because our um, our focus is on compute, um, we have uh, a core product called uh, Kudo Compute that's been live um, since about May this year. So, where are we? Twenty twenty three. Just in case anyone's watching from the from the future, hmm. um, and uh, Kudo Compute is a distributed cloud computing platform. Um, so, if anyone is familiar with Amazon AWS and Google GCP and Microsoft Azure. Those are your kind of uh, well-known, uh, what's referred to as hyperscaler uh, cloud platforms. Um, what we're doing differently is we've created a distributed computing marketplace. So the distributed part means that we scale on everybody else's infrastructure. So it's kind of almost like taking a, an Airbnb or an Uber. So one of those kind of sharing economy type marketplace models and putting it on top of uh, cloud computing. Um, so we've been, yeah, busy squirreling away in the backgrounds for, for a number of years now uh, to get that uh, built and delivered. Um, where that ties into the Kudos blockchain, because our focus, you know, across the e- ecosystem is around computing power, um, is that um, the Kudos blockchain essentially will become the Web3 gateway into all of that scalable uh, compute. Um, so we've got some exciting uh, announcements that will coming up. I can I can kind of tease some of those uh, t- today for you. Um, but there will very soon be uh, a Web three native way uh, to be able to access all that scalable computing power. So uh, then we talk about you know the types of users um, on there. Um, we're seeing around about 150 uh, new accounts being registered, signed up on a monthly basis. That actually grew to 200, just over 200 last month. So, you know, the metrics are going the right way and nice. more and more people uh, are coming on. Um, and right now, because that's going into the kind of core Kudo Compute platform, it's largely AI. 
um, which would be no surprise to you. I mean, that that space is absolutely exploding and some really exciting stuff that's uh, that's happening within there. Um, but, you know, the, the crux of it is they need an enormous amount of computing power right, to be able to, to, to run these applications. Um, so AI is, is definitely there. Uh, video rendering as well. So, you know, it could be film production, TV production, animations, um, anything that needs to go through the post-production world to put a nice gloss on it before it gets released onto our screens. Um, so that's another, you know, compute intensive um, area that we uh, that we have been focusing on and um, what's been growing. What I'm expecting to see, and this is, you know, based on um, who we've been targeting our pipeline uh, within the within the actual blockchain space. Whilst you've got kind of AI starting to come into it, and now you're hearing about uh, deep in, so decentralized physical infrastructure. Um, the use cases are very slightly uh, different in 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 how they work. So uh, metaverses, uh, blockchain games, you know, particularly the the kind of high end graphics ones that um, um, are built on Unreal Engine Five, those uh, that, those type of applications. Um, some types of machine learning that are behind DeFi applications. You know, like I said, everything needs computing power. It's just a slightly different profile. Um, and also, and uh, by the way, if you can hear snoring, I've got my dog next to me <laughs> on the chair. He's booted me off and I'm on an exercise ball, if you can see. So I'm <laughs> bouncing around the place. So uh, let me know and I can, uh, I can move about the room if need be. Um, but uh, yeah, so, you know, the other, the other kind of um, uh, key um, audience, I guess, within the blockchain space is, is the actual node uh, hosters themselves. So mm-hmm. if people want to become validators for other layer one protocols, uh, for example, um, then um, the advantage of being able to do that through our ecosystem is that we can provide a kind of you know, globally geographical spread. It's got lots of different underlying service providers as well. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can roll out and manage uh, um, a layer one network um, without having that kind of centralization of everything being on AWS or everything being on uh, Microsoft Azure, for example. So it's just, just a very slightly different uh, kind of profile of uh, users, depending on which access point you come through to that computer ecosystem. Sounds like you guys have been busy. And that's one of my favorite yeah. things about Kudos is you guys are constantly rolling out updates, new partnerships. I've been seeing you guys put in a lot of work. And so one of my questions is, I understand that there's a, a passive income or at least an income opportunity for people. Um, can you expand on on that mm. aspect of things? Yeah, I mean, our vision hasn't changed right from the beginning. When we founded the company right at the end of 2017, which just sounds so so uh, so long ago now, right? But time just absolutely flies past um, when you're building things. But yeah, the vision right at the beginning was that we want to uh, enable the world's computing capacity um, to be able to create a kind of giant distributed uh, network. Um, and that means that anybody with a device that's got a processor uh, within there would be able to, you know, um, passively from from running the application. Um, we came out of a proof of concept application back in 2019. Um, it was a it was a it was a crypto mining software called Kudo Miner, um, and the, the the concept of that was let's see if people would download the application uh, onto their gaming PCs, desktops, other types of devices. Uh, and in return for um, using their spare capacity on that machine, they would receive revenue um, uh, in return. Um, now, we we, we chose uh, crypto mining as the first workloads to do that because um, with proof of work and 
um, you know, the audience here, I'm sure, is is probably familiar with proof of work and the the, the consensus behind uh, Bitcoin and at the time Ethereum and a few other uh, mineable coins. Um, is that it's 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 like a twenty four seven customer, right? So you you press that button and you know that it's going to be working. So in terms of a proof of concept, it's absolutely perfect. We know that if someone runs the application, it's going to be uh, earning passively and generating that, that that kind of income. But it was always with the vision that we would swap out those mining workloads for other types of compute workloads. So you know we talked about AI, video rendering, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's always the long-term vision. Now, there's that. There's always the journey of how you get to that vision, and we've got you know plenty of steps to uh, still uh, in front of us to be able to to, to get to um, to get to that kind of grandiose picture, if you if you like. Um, so over the last uh, kind of two to three years, when we've been putting more time and uh, into the the computing side um, and knocking down those kind of technical barriers um to be able to do this over a kind of distributed network it's not a not an easy thing to do um but you know we've overcome them and, and we've kind of progressed forwards the types of um uh the types of customers that really want to kind of consume this network right now still needs a lot of that computing power to be in uh environments that have uh, an enormous amount of bandwidth you know that's not necessarily well suited to home um uh, security levels um uh, assurance that those devices are going to be turned on all the time you know if you if you're talking about a, a pc gaming machine um then you know that could be turned off it could have a power cut or something like that hasn't necessarily got the the same levels of, of uptime as what's called in the industry um, and so we've we've we focused initially on bringing on uh, the kind of service provider environments in a distributed way. So, like I say, it's you know mo- removing that kind of centralization. So, bringing it on in a distributed way, many different underlying suppliers, uh, many different uh, kind of uh, locations, but um, at the same time, you know, delivering the type of compute that the world needs today. But if we go forwards, if we kind of look forwards. You know there are there are types of uh, computing tasks that don't need to be um, in those types of facility in those in, uh, types of environments. Um, PlayStation is a really good example. So um, about uh, where are we? Twenty twenty three. It's about twelve years ago now. Uh, the PlayStation Network actually became the world's largest supercomputer for a period of time. Uh, I can't remember if that was three months or six months or a year, but it became the world's largest supercomputer because they um, they gave people on the PlayStation Network the ability to be able to download the SETI application. So that's the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Um, and all of that collective computing power from everyone that downloaded uh, that onto their PlayStation consoles um, was um, you know looking for new planets and looking for uh, life out there in the in in the cosmos, right? So yeah, really really cool project. Um, and you know that was a that was a distributed network effectively. Um, so there are there are types of workloads, scientific simulations and stuff that we'll be able to push out to those devices. In the end, it was just a matter of priority and going right. This is what is needed in the majority now, and this is what we are as a global population evolving too, but we're not quite there yet. So it's just, it's just staging those priorities. Excellent. Are there any uh, notable collaborations or partnerships that Kudos has uh, locked down or wishes to lock down in the near future? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we are, I mean, the ones that we have publicized is that we have a partnership with with AMD. Um, so AMD is one of the bigger uh, semiconductor makers out there. Um, now that covers a lot of different areas, right? So, um, you know, AMD are very popular for for making the graphics cards and uh, and also the CPUs in recent years for, uh, for your gaming machines. They're actually the ones that provide the uh, graphics cards into the consoles as well. So Xbox and PlayStation. Um, but then, you know, you look at the enterprise side and, and, and AMD is uh, rapidly developing uh, a set of um, uh, high end premium AI, essentially graphics cards. That will compete on performance and definitely on price with 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 Nvidia, right? So, um, you know, keeping that alignment with them means that we have access to their engineers, um, you know, their team to be able to get configurations optimized, you know, advice and that. So that's a really important kind of partnership to us, and um, you know, we we absolutely want to develop that and see see kind of what other ideas and stuff we can we can collaborate on. Um, Nvidia is one that we, you know, we're we're very much aligned to as well. You you have to in this space. Um, you know, they are the behemoth. They are the they're the ones that have the the kind of market share within uh, the AI space right now, and they and they're absolutely killing it. I think everyone, you know, is has seen, you know, when when we when we talk about the kind of crypto space, everyone get excited about green candles. Well, there's a there's a lot of people out there that get excited about Nvidia stock every quarter right now. I'd oh, yeah. say. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. That and that's that's kind of on the. Um, the 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 kind of yeah the, the hardware side of things um from the ones that are kind of uh what's directly relevant to to the kudos blockchain um you know we are part of the cosmos ecosystem we're very proud to be part of the cosmos ecosystem we think it's a, a really fantastic developer focused uh community and you know some of the projects and applications that are coming out of that space are are crazy. And I think, you know, people are really starting to recognize that over the last year as a high level of interoperability uh, within there as well. Um, and, and, and our goal is, you know, we want to become, um, you know, that kind of default computational layer, I guess, for, for all of these blockchains. That's, that's our, you know, that's our goal. That's our vision here. So, being able to build within the Cosmos ecosystem and have that level of interoperability is a really important uh, step towards that. Um, and then we replicate that with, you know, major layer ones outside of the Cosmos ecosystem as well. And we've got a brand new um, um, uh, environmentally focused carbon negative layer one uh, that, we, uh, that we're working with that they're going to be launching soon. Um, they uh, they run their nodes across uh, across the platform as well. So again, that shows the use case there that we can we can provide this infrastructure into into layer ones. Um, there are I'm trying to say this about giving a things because I know we've got a few partner announcements coming up. So I'm trying to be a little bit. Uh, there's a there's a kind of blockchain AI one. Uh, again, I'm not going to give too much detail on that, but there'll be a, an announcement soon um uh, in a couple of weeks and um and then there is a kind of metaverse one which is really interesting um they've been building for a for a good few years now uh and the collaboration there again will be on the 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 compute infrastructure side of things and you know the these these projects could all scale have the potential to scale um into you know very very large platforms by themselves and you know our goal there is to be that picks and shovels, is to be the infrastructure provider um, into all of this. So, 
I know yeah. I kind of skipped around to some names there. I mean, there's some ones on our website that, that we have announced, but yeah, I'm trying to be deliberately uh, uh, vague here to, to set it up for the for those announcements. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And how I actually discovered Kudos was through the Animoca Brands website. They have their portfolio mm-hmm. and their partners listed there. And under the infrastructure section, Kudos was one of the first ones listed. <clears throat> um, how long have you guys been working with Animoca? Yeah, so uh, Animoca, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I completely forgot about Animoca. <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, not, not haven't forgot about you, Robbie and team, just, just in, the, in the context of this conversation. Uh, yeah, so Animoca Brands, we've been working with them for probably about two and a half years now, um, mm-hmm. I think. So as we kind of uh, were building up to the launch of our, uh, our own blockchain in, in 2021, um, uh, we started uh, aligning with them really well. Now, Animoca is, um, you know, they're very well known within the VC space, within specifically within web3 um their focus is around kind of blockchain gaming right so um you know anything to do with uh, blockchain games so you might naturally look at us and think well you're, you're not building a blockchain game but all of those blockchain games need infrastructure so that's that's kind of where we uh fit into that portfolio quite nicely um and you know some of those would be simple games they don't need to require a lot of computing power in fact they might even just run locally on whoever's playing that machine but there will be others you know that are coming out a bit more sophisticated that built on unreal engine 5 which i mentioned so as a popular gaming engine that high intensity graphics um and um you know would even need you know that that kind of uh high level of computation or they need that kind of spread of computation so the other the other thing to consider when you're playing games is that if you are streaming from a server that is somewhere, you need that to be as close to you as as possible um, because the speed between that server and you is going to affect how you know good it is to play that game and what the experience is going to be like. For sure. Yeah, those are some powerful partnerships. And so I'd also like to talk about the Kudos token. What is, um, what's the utility of, of the Kudos token? Yeah, sure. So we we started off with staking. Um, so that was the first one. So uh, you know, Kudos is a is a proof of stake network, as are all of the you know kind of Cosmos chains um, as well. Um, so staking is is absolutely um, a utility of that. Um, that's been live. We we actually set it up um, before we launched our own native chain. We set up a staking uh, with our ERC twenty token, uh, and we went live with that first. And then last year we transitioned over to our to our native chain. Um, the Kudos token became the Kudos coin because it was our own layer one. Um, and then um, you know the proof of stake is basically a, a way of being able to secure the network. So it's around about I think we have around about forty percent of the circulating supply. Something in that region between 45 percent is is currently staked to the network. So that's a really good sign um, that you know people are. Um, you know, see the see the potential of the ecosystem that we're growing and, and want to be involved um, in there. Um, but the utility is going to go uh, beyond that, right? So um, with the uh, the upcoming uh, launch of our kind of blockchain computing platform, so that will be the Web3 access point into that scalable compute, which I mentioned right at the beginning, um, you will be able to purchase um, uh, computing power or lease computing power directly from connecting your Kepler wallet um, or you know, your digital wallet. Uh, and be able to pay in tokens. So therefore, you have a new utility to it. Um, it becomes a medium of exchange as well. You know, the, as we as we kind of grow uh, this product out and we we go to other uh, layer ones and we're able to offer them access to, uh, to scalable compute, um, then there's going to be multiple currencies that come into the, into the network. 
we then convert it into in, into kudos um, as an example there. So it becomes a medium of exchange um, as well. So there's yeah there's there's kind of four or five different kind of key utilities I would say um, to, to to the token. Um, highly encourage anyone that wants to kind of read up on it a little bit more detail. Check out our white paper, um, and uh, yeah, has a whole section in there on the on the kind of utility both now and future. With that, with the conversation going towards like the development and the growth. What milestones have you guys already achieved and what what do you have to look forward to in the coming days? Yeah, uh, so I think I alluded to a few of them. So we launched the blockchain. Um, we launched our token first in 2021, early 2021. So, But we did that on the Ethereum network as the ESA 20. Whilst we built the chain, uh, we then launched the chain uh, June 2022 or July 2022, something around um, at that time. Um, uh, with all the staking services on that's been growing and there's been a few kind of applications like a bridge um, being able to convert the ERC into native and, and vice versa um, that has been uh, delivered since on that side. On the, on the, on the kind of core uh, com- uh, computing, which, which sets the foundation for everything as we go forwards, uh, we launched the, um, the first version of that back in October 22, like an alpha build essentially. Uh, and then we geared up to the, uh, the the V1, if you want to call it. We didn't actually call it V1, but let's call it V1 just for for, for here um, of uh, of Kudo Compute in May uh, May this year. Um, for the uh, for the smart contract interface, so for the blockchain compute interface um, that, that gives you the pathway into that scalable compute, uh, we launched a technical preview at um, Feb- January February earlier this year. That was you know that was received very well. We had um, uh, around about 150 developers that came on and were testing it, providing us with feedback. Um, and a lot of that feedback is what's been taken in uh, by the team to to iterate and get it ready for the uh, the kind of full lunch, full, full lunch, the full launch, um, which is uh, which is coming soon. So yeah, there's been there's been uh, quite a number of um, you know big milestone developments that have been achieved, and then of course you have all of the kind of sub milestones. So. You know, it's not just a case of right. Well, we launched a, a compute platform. Brilliant. All right, that's the launch. You know, you're, you're constantly building features. You're constantly building functionality within that. You're tweaking it, etc. So, yeah, so it's a it's a fast paced environment, should we say? Um, but we're we're trying to keep our. Um, yeah, you guys have certainly accomplished a lot since 2019. I'm sure along that journey, maybe you've had to pivot a couple times or. You know, come across some challenges. What are what are some of the the biggest challenges you guys have had yeah. on your journey thus far? Yeah, and um, you know, pivoting is a very, very, very normal um, practice, I guess, or or thing that happens within you know not just startups, even in the in in you know the big corporate entities as well. Although they may take a few years longer because obviously there's a much bigger team and it's it's harder to kind of turn that corner. But yeah, sure, we 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 have pivoted along the way. Um, you know, one of the main ones which uh, I mentioned to you was that you know our vision initially was to um, any computing pa- any any computing device would be able to connect to, to the network and, and, and earn passively. And whilst that is still the vision, you know, it became uh, apparent during um, you know kind of the, the build out of Kudo Compute that that's not necessarily what the customers want right now. Mm. So we had to kind of pivot the strategy and the order, I guess, in which way we we prioritize that. 
Um, so, you know, some people within our community would say, well, you know, you announced uh, a, a relationship with with PlayStation over here, you announced a relationship with AMD over here, and you were talking about doing things on gaming PCs, etc. So they're still very much in place. They're still very much ones that we want to develop. It was just, a, like I said, a, a matter of priority. And to give it to kind of put that to give it a little bit more context there. Um, you know, the last year uh, really is just the last year or maybe 18 months now since ChatGBT really kicked off the kind of AI explosion um, is the, you know, it, how, how many websites have now got .ai after it, right? There's there's thousands and thousands of them, right? So everyone is kind of, you know, training their large language models. So they're building their brains, basically, which is what that, what that means. Um, and then um, with those brains, users businesses around the world will be able to talk to those brains and get the information that's been uh, been learned right so that's something called uh, inference ai inference um to train those large language models you cannot do that over a distributed network and the reason is um is that uh the the servers themselves have to be like ultra, ultra, ultra low latency between the actual servers. They have to be able to talk uh, between themselves um, at such a high speed. You know, you've got the speed of light between the, the, the servers anyway, but they need to be able to do it at such a high speed to be efficient that it means that they have to be in that kind of same environment. So whilst you could have, you know, someone training a language model, maybe they've got, you know, 250 of these really high-end devices over here and 250 of these high-end devices somewhere else in an, in another facility somewhere else in the in the world maybe that's okay but those but those they the, 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 those individual clusters have to be very very highly concentrated in space and so that doesn't really lend very well to um, a, a distributed network and because that's where the absolute demand is in the market at the moment that was kind of a reason we had to kind of pivot that that, that strategy that's good to hear. Um, a lot of the news that people hear about crypto, especially those that are on the outside of it, they're not waist deep in it like like we are, um, is it's all about the regulatory complications that these different projects are having. Can you speak on how Kudos navigates the regulatory landscape? Yeah, um, yeah, it's a very good question. It's it's the one that keeps us all on our toes, right? But you know, we made a a point right at the very beginning that. Uh, even if there wasn't regulation in place yet, let's just pretend there is because it, it, it is an ine- it's inevitable. Right? It's going to come in. Um, and, you know, I'd say the AI space is looking at that exact same thing now. Right. They know it's going to come in at, at, at some point. So, um, you know, we we set up uh, Kudos Limited as a subsidiary. Uh, we set that up in Gibraltar. Uh, and the reason for Gibraltar is because it already had a blockchain framework there. Uh, it had a you know kind of level of regulatory governance i guess that was uh, that was in place um we could get um our token and you know now it's a coin but we could get our token at the time um effectively rubber stamped as a utility as well which is really really important um we geo-blocked or we asked the exchanges that we launched on to geo-block us um ip addresses you know um you know we don't want to be a case in three or four years time like um you know what some of the others have had to go through now of being called up and uh, classes of securities because we were selling to people in the US. So we made that a blanket no. Um, we're not going to do that. Um, and it and you know, and we've we've continued that throughout. We've we've never 
uh, once talked about um, kind of token price or anything like that. That's again, that's a big no. And we don't want to get involved in that anyway, because unless someone's got a crystal ball, who actually knows, right? The, yeah. the, the, the kind of the true direction is always going to be kind of events that happen, um, uh, which could, um, you know, could change that course. So it's uh yeah so that's that's kind of the the approach that we've we've always taken now i think um what really highlighted this effort and um setting that kind of um that bar right at the beginning uh is when we were listed on binance us um so you know binance us is completely independent to binance um it's a different team it's a different board um yes that shares the same kind of branding um but it's uh it's you know it's run completely independently it's and to get onto a U.S. exchange is very, very tough because the level of uh, regulation is is that much higher um, through 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 the SEC. So um, the due diligence was was pretty intense, uh, as as you can imagine. I mean, they, it's it's almost like you know going and and receiving uh, funds from a from a venture capitalist. You know, you have you have an analysts that are going in there. They're going into every fine detail. They check all the social posts. They make sure there's never been a reference to. Um, you know, kind of price, profit, anything like that. Um, they check for your business. They make sure, yeah, where are you set up? What kind of you know regulation that come under? So it's really, really kind of intense process. And we pass that with with flying colours, um, which is uh, you know um, testament really to that that kind of early. Let's let's not just do what some others have gone. Let's take a risk and uh, go and launch. Sell into the US, so yeah, and we'll continue to do that, right? So always looking ahead. I mean, the the latest, I guess, curveball within the market, particularly within the UK, is the travel rule, um, and the travel rule puts, um, you know, some pretty, uh, I'm gonna, I was going to say draconian, but it's it, it this some pretty tight measures around what you can and uh, and can't say again. So we're always just making sure we're on top of the regulatory space. Yeah, I think in our video of kudos, we were talking about how it's pretty rare that a low market cap project like kudos is on a major u.s exchange so that, that, was, yeah. that was a really positive thing for us to see yeah we found that very surprising and 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 quite bullish as far as the overall you know like staying power of your guys project mm -hmm. yeah that yeah, was a good thing so as far as um mass adoption when do you when do you kind of see this decentralized cloud computing that you guys are bringing forth when when mm. you know, nobody knows the future but when when do you kind of expect uh mass adoption to be to be coming yeah, I think I think um, if we look at the blockchain space, right? It's it's um, you know you, you you've probably heard this a few times, but a crypto winter is a builder's spring, right? So we're now coming back into you know the uh, healthier healthier markets. There's more people that are coming back into the space and um, looking at projects, looking at technology. Um, the you know the main media has changed its mood, and all of a sudden it's talking positively. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm almost certain they have two articles, right? And they they basically, oh, okay, we're, we're we're currently in a in a crypto winter. Let's put out this this set of news, and you know what I mean. It's so it's um, but there's, there's a lot more positivity coming back in. There's a lot more activity coming back in, which I guess is is really important there as well. But over that builder's spring, if you like, so you know over the last um, uh, couple of years. Um, there will be some very, very, very strong projects out there um, that you know got themselves capitalized, got themselves uh, a good team, um, uh, and have been uh, building some really, really cool applications um, that uh, you know will will take us forward. So there might be financial applications, it might be gaming applications, um, etc. Um, we're going to start seeing a lot more of that over the next uh, kind of 
you know, two to three years and beyond, right? Because we're we're in that transition of Web two into Web three, um, and that's not a quick process. If you look at any new technology, it's really you're looking at kind of twenty years, really, from the point of um, you know initiation to point of kind of mass adoption. As, and if you think Bitcoin was two thousand nine, maybe that's two thousand twenty nine before we, we we have that kind of mass adoption, right? I know we all want it sooner, but we've we've, we've kind of got to be realistic that there's an adoption curve um, um, out there. So, um, you know, for us, it's sticking to our guns and saying um, if blockchain is going to be mass adopted, which we truly believe it will be, uh, and the applications that therefore sit on top of those um, blockchains, then let's build now what will be needed, um, which is computing power. Um, and, uh, And beyond that, it's what will be needed in a more decentralized model because you know the whole movement of web3 in the first place is towards decentralization and it's a it's not an easy thing to do uh, you know particularly when we're talking about computing power for the reasons i've said is that not all of the kind of the 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 current um computing workload types fit the profile of a decentralized network security bandwidth all, all the different bits that we've mentioned so it's like, how do we kind of move it forwards towards that? Because there will be a turning point where that technology becomes available, where you can do that in a very secure way, in a very fast way and stuff like that. But we've, we've got to get there uh, from a technology uh, to, to begin with. So there's a few advancements to happen there. So that's why we went, right, let's build this as a distributed network, because distributed gives us a lot of the benefits that people are looking for there, right? There's You've removed the high concentration of centralization, which you currently get with uh, with cloud networks. So the data is split or spread, should we say, the computer power spread and, and so forth. The way that people can be able to um, can uh, benefit from that, from a you know, supply and internet network and earning from it as, as well, rather than you know a centralized company taking all of that kind of revenue and, and all of those profits. So you know, the distributed gives us a really nice pathway um, into that. Um, but there is, um, and as... <clears throat> and as these um, applications, platforms, and everything grow, that's where the kind of mass adoption starts to uh, starts to uh, to come in. Um, if it's really easy to use, uh, you don't need to know what the actual technology underneath it is, um, and you know you've kind of removed all those kind of barriers. And it's almost like the Web two experience that we 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 have become used to over the last 20, 20 years. That's kind of where you've reached, or, or you're at that point of mass adoption coming in. Excellent. <clears throat> so, uh, w- while going through your white paper, one of the things that I saw is you guys briefly touched on the environmental concerns related to like large scale, you know, ma- data centers, massive con- mm-hmm. computational buildings, and all of that. How does Kudos address or contribute to like a sustainable solution? Yeah. And you know, uh, in relation, you know, as opposed to those. Yeah, and 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 the white paper's out of date, by the way. So the the figures in there will be lower than what they are uh, today. Um, so you know, the white paper was was generated at the end of two thousand nineteen, beginning of twenty twenty, I believe. Um, if I got the year right, might be might be might be the end of twenty twenty. Anyway, but it is is that information you know is is kind of moved on from there. So right now, the carbon footprint um, contribution from data center from the data center industry is three percent of the world's annual carbon footprint. It's massive. Yeah, that is um, it's it's just behind um, uh, the airline industry, and uh, it will take over um, at, at some point, right? Um, there's reports from Intel saying we need a thousand times more computing power uh, by 2030. 
Um, and it's computing efficiencies and rather than computing power, but you know, but that's still a lot more computing power, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, how can you do this in a in a more sustainable way? Um, now, um, you have uh, you have types of facilities which can now be in much more remote locations. So you know, the Nordics, so Scandinavia, um, you know, Iceland, Canada, some parts of the US, Paraguay, you know. If you kind of look at the Bitcoin mining network, this is a this is a quite a good good way to look at it. Is that you know where is the electricity uh, lowest cost now? Uh, where is the electricity most abundant now for running like really high density computing equipment? It's it's kind of hydro hydro power, right? So um, and, and there are other kind of carbon capture techno- technologies that are being used as well, like flared gas and stuff. So instead of releasing the methane into the air, why don't we actually capture it and turn that into electricity, right? So that's a that's a good way to bring it down as well. So we're, we're tapping into all of these uh, types of suppliers. Um, and that's very well suited for the on the other side of that marketplace, that demand audience we've got, the people that are building so- uh, AI software startups or the consumers of those softwares. Um, because those types of workloads don't have the latency sensitivity that something like a game streaming would do. So they can be run in more remote locations because it doesn't need that speed between the user um, and the server. So so that's a big, big focus for us on the supply side is working with these kind of 100% renewable energy-powered uh, facilities. The other part of it is tapping into all of that uh, spare capacity. So when we talk, talk about more like your traditional service providers that are based in your London, your New Yorks, you know, in the big financial hubs, which are close to all the, the main traffic and main main businesses, you know, they don't have that luxury. You know, they might be in a tightly packed city where they, they can't just go and put a massive solar farm, you know, there because there's buildings in the way or they can't have like a, you know, big uh, uh, wind turbine there and uh, and so forth. So they're still fed by the grid. But they have an enormous amount of spare capacity at times throughout the day. So think of it kind of like a, a sine wave of activity. Um, you know, it's the same um, uh, within um, uh, kind of computing utilization as well. So um, the the goal there is really to be able to tap into all of that. So it gives those suppliers new revenues coming in and it reduces the amounts of uh, waste IT. And the reason we can do that differently is because we're a distributed network. That means that we can tap into all of these different pockets. If a centralized provider tried to do that by themselves, they have to go out and find those customers them, themselves, which is what they're already doing, right? So it's just a case of they need to increase the sales and and, and trying to, 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 to fill those gaps. So we plug in really nicely there as a kind of partner to all those types of suppliers. Uh, and that gives us access to compute, nicely geographically spread. And it means that we can you know do our part to, to, to kind of bring down um, the amount of waste IT. And then on top of that, just to finish it off, because I know it was a really long answer, um, you know, we uh, a, a percentage of our revenues are automatically contributed to, um, to to carbon projects. Powerful, powerful. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a really strong business uh, approach in modern times because everything is going towards efficiency. Absolutely, yeah. The UN Sustainable Development Goals, yep, right? Yeah, that's that's the way the world's moving. And so, yeah. something I talk about a lot in this channel is. Uh, I kind of steal it from Eric Poulier from Batum and uh, Peter Diamantis. They talk about the yeah. interface moment, yeah. right? Which is this moment when uh, the complexity of a technology becomes hidden by an interface, right? Mm-hmm. Like the browser. Your UI. Yeah, the browser yeah. sits on top of the internet and that's what it, you know, exploded the internet. And so is that something you guys think about a lot with uh, what you guys are building? How can we, th- how can we make this uh, interface moment for 
distributed. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah 100%. Just look at all of the top applications out there. But, but they're, why are they the top applications? Because they're really simple to use. Right? Yeah. Um, Coinbase is not the cheapest, um, you know, wallet to, to do transfers, but look how many people use it. Um, and why? Because it's, they've made it really easy, right? Um, yeah. or, or easier. There's definitely improvements, but they've made it yeah. easier than the, you know, the, the, the kind of surround impact. Um, so yes, absolutely. Um, to deliver something that looks really, really simple and it is simple to use is, is highly, highly complex behind the scenes. Um, and I think our team have done a really, really good job. Um, of that so and this is across all products i mean if you if you're if you're um someone that holds kudos tokens uh and you're you know staking them on the network to go to kind of dashboard.kudos.org and, and, and connect your your wallet to that it's a it's a really easy platform to be able to kind of manage your staking your delegating uh to make votes uh, as well to to be able to transfer across the the kudos bridge um again we've we've really simplified that as uh, as much as possible um, and we've taken that kind of same philosophy into the main compute product. Um, you know, anyone that is familiar with um, going out there to um, an Amazon AWS, for example, and having to go through the enormous list of different kind of virtual machine instances that they 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 have, uh, and then being able to um, kind of uh, set one of those up, build it out, and 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 deploy. Um, yes, there's a there's a there's a level of simplicity in there, but because it's such a a behemoth platform with different applications and everything that you can plug in. Um, it can become you know, quite complicated to um, to someone that's coming in there for the first time. Compare that to kind of CUDA compute, and this is the same as what our blockchain compute will be. Um, is that um, you can uh, say exactly what you need, so you can customize it in full. Um, you press deploy, and off it goes. It's built within about twenty seconds. So it's removing as many steps as as, as possible. And we'll continue to do that with anything we build. In your opinion, what would you say is the thing that sets Kudos apart in the market of all the competition? What is what is the number one thing about Kudos that sets it apart? Yeah, I think it's um, what's the number one thing. So I could probably list off about three. Uh, I think I think our approach is a big part of this. Um, you know, we've we've uh, the the core of the team has all come from the data center cloud industry previously. Um, some as far back as kind of two thousand for myself from two thousand and eight. Um, so we've got a lot of experience in kind of building these types of uh, networks. Not necessarily the the web free uh, version of it, but you know, building out uh, these kind of uh, globally distributed cloud platforms, if you like. Um, so that's 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 um, that's one thing. I think um, from a you know from a from a product point of view, it's there are an every, every there are a number of really decent solid projects in this space, right? That are kind of doing the decentralized compute or moving towards decentralized compute, right? Yeah. Um, and I think you know most people tuning into this channel will, will will know who they are. They're doing a really good job. There's plenty of room for, for for multiple providers. There's plenty of room for collaboration between us all and everything like that. So it's a very, very healthy environment. And, you know, we love speaking to some of those projects um, as well. But they're very, very, very much focused on the um, uh, the kind of the Web3 crowd and solely on that kind of Web3 crowd and creating something that is, you know, maybe some of the uh, kind of functionality um, of that network is built into like the consensus mechanism or something. So they've gone down a very kind of technical route to be able to do that. We kind of looked at this and went, well, 
let's think about the kind of market fit. And the market fit is people just want to be able to use it in a very simplistic form, right? So what is the easiest way to to, to be able to, to do that? And again, that's kind of why we went down the kind of distributed compute route, because that means we can build a marketplace that connects to all of these kind of suppliers and buyers. It means it's accessible to people with credit cards if they want to go through that kind of interface. And, you know, that is still very much the majority of cloud consumers out there or, or compute consumers uh, out there. But then build that functionality, which makes it easy, really easy for web free developers to be able to access it in the way that they're used to um, as well. And that 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 is, you know, creating a, an interface that connect to MetaMask or Kepler or other digital wallets in the future, um, spending a in, a in a currency that is known to them. Okay, so initially that's going to be kudos because we want to launch it, you know, um, on on our network first. But you know, maybe USDT, so there's a stable option in the future, and then we'll add other layer one uh, tokens as as we progress. So it's, it's just really just looking at it in a different way. We're not we're not building any kind of unique consensus mechanism or anything like that it's really just a, a kind of window into being able to get the, uh, the compute that's required powerful powerful yeah. and so last week you guys had a pretty pretty uh fun announcement on twitter about uh what's going live in january uh the kudos blockchain compute you want to uh, expand on that yeah, yeah, sure. I think I think I've probably given it away on the last couple of uh, last couple of questions, but yeah, we are launching the interface to our blockchain compute uh, product. Uh, we current the, the holding name is currently Kudos Blockchain Compute. Um, yeah. It's uh, you know uh, watch this space is all I'm going to say. But the, at, at, right now, the the, the holding name is uh, Kudos Blockchain Compute. Um, it is going to be uh, you know people go to a website. So very familiar feeling again. They go to the website, they'll connect their wallet, just like they would if they went to our dashboard page or anything like that. Um, that wallet becomes their billing account. Uh, and then they can access all of the compute functionality that we have uh, on the kind of core Kudo Compute program uh, platform. Um, and um, uh, and they deploy virtual machines, and that's automatically deducted from, from, from their wallet uh, in the Kudos tokens. So... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's been for for anyone that's kind of been within our community over the last year. Um, a lot of people, as I, as I mentioned earlier, were were already trialing the, the the technical preview here, so there'll be some familiarity with that. For anyone that's outside and hasn't seen it yet, um, yeah, uh, come come January, uh, we'll get a date uh, set to that. But right now, we're we're targeting a, a kind of early Q1 uh, launch uh, for that product. We're 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 really excited about that. Actually, that's the that's the next big. Congratulations. That's Thank that's you. a great milestone for you guys. For Thank you team. very much. Yeah. Um, so you'd recent Twitter posts, you, you teased some upcoming updates regarding the blockchain and compute. So can you tell us any little teasers? I know you said there's some stuff you're kind of cooking on still. So can you what teasers might you have for our audience? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, uh, I, I don't think this is a teaser. I think this is common knowledge, but we are doing a big network upgrade. Mm -hmm. um so uh, a lot of the uh well that's already in flight so there's work that's happening on that um already um and that's going to bring us uh, much more in line with the uh, kind of standardization of the cosmos ecosystem as well um so long term that has you know many many benefits and it's easier to maintain uh gives us more kind of high levels of interoperability etc so so that's really important so the network upgrades um, the launch of the kind of blockchain compute um, which we've just discussed um and then uh there's a couple of really interesting partner uh partnerships that we're, we're working on at the moment so um again within the kind of ai space but bleeding into uh kind of blockchain so yeah, all very relevant for, for, the, for the crowd here 
Um, and then Emma, who's our uh, Web3 marketing manager, um, has been busy working on a the kind of uh, strategy, content release, um, things that we can do on the token utility um, as well, um, looking at um, kind of influencer programs and stuff like that, just really to start building the, the name out. Now we've got this major launch um, in progress, which is the point that we've been waiting for. It's right now. Let's um, let's start uh, telling the world about this and um, uh, and gain an adoption. Cool, fun. So outside of to wrap this up, outside of uh, decentralized cloud computing, what what like you uh, personally? What's your favorite sector of crypto and blockchain? Uh, yeah. Okay. Really, uh, really good question. Um, do you know what? I've never really been a gamer, but I love the gaming space here, and and. I think when I when I talk about gaming, I'm really kind of wrapping kind of metaverse into into that as well. Um, but I just I just you know it's very visual, isn't it? Um, and you, when you think about the um, how many gamers there are in the world, is like two billion or something, or is over two billion. Yeah. So you know, if we're talking about true mass adoption, there's there's you know nearly a third of the world right there, or just over a quarter of the world right there that. Um, um, that that plays games right so it's naturally something that people can associate to and i think um you know a lot of people were critical about the early uh metaverses but these things take a long time to build so naturally the ones that come out early are going to be um you know less graphical less functional than the ones that are five or six years behind the scenes in development that come out and they look more like your kind of triple a gameplay um that you would uh, you would expect to see on like a playstation or xbox so i think that's a really really exciting space and what i what i love about that um uh that area as well is that all of the um kind of very blockchain specific uh technologies that come in out that will integrate with that like gamefi and DeFi, and you know we've seen the nft kind of season uh come through and now you'll have like kind of deep in and what you know what the, the kind of area that we're we're working in and more of these games will be using AI to, you know, to 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 create the uh, real time gameplay, and um, so it's yeah, it's just it's it's kind of like the uh, what's the best way? It's kind of it's kind of like the glue that's bringing all of these different technologies and all these different seasons that we've seen over the last you know kind of four to five years within this space, bringing that all together. And I think that's that's kind of uh, really an area of. Um, mass adoption is going to kind of push, um, you know, blockchain onto, onto, onto the next level. So more onto the subject of, of like your personal journey into this, what was the moment for you where you're like blockchain, that's the future. That's what I want to do. That's where I want to spend my time. Yeah. It's, you know, we, um, so at the last business, just before it was sold in 2006, so it was sold as part of a merger and acquisition, um, it became a it became a, a publicly listed company, um, and we we'd had we'd actually been talking about how we can make better use of computing power because that was the you know we were we were selling to cloud service providers we were our own cloud service provider we and you know so that was very much the kind of industry we were in and we were seeing this enormous enormous amounts of kind of waste IT so the, the idea of how can we fill that waste IT came as early as 2010 um but there really wasn't the kind of technology at the time to be able to do that as a um you know in what we've been building now as kudo you wouldn't have been able to do that in kind of 2010 so we and it was the and it was and that was still at the very early stage of of 
cloud itself taking off, right? AWS was really the only hyperscaler at that that point. Azure and Google weren't until 2012, 2013. So, um, so we kind of held back on that idea, and 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 kind of when that company was sold, that's kind of what turned into Kudo. But around about that same time, 2016, we were looking at kind of um, you know, Bitcoin mining, and you know what could be done there. You know, could we could we mine um, Bitcoin, and a percentage of that that money goes to charity, for example, and do something you know really cool there. Um, and then that kind of led on to, well, hang on a minute. Instead of buying the the miners, why not create a mining software, um, and um, and then the revenues that are generated on that could then go to charity because that means you've got the whole world that could contribute to charity rather than you know us owning some hardware that could that, that, that could do it in that way um and so the very very first proof of concept to the proof of concept application was something called kudo donate um and uh we you know that we launched that probably you know three or four months after starting the company it was a very simple basic application popped up in the bottom right hand corner of your pc screen uh, you chose which charity you wanted to go to, and we had like um, Children's Air Ambulance and War Child Canada, and uh, a couple of other kind of smaller charities. And you and you press run, and then it would, you know, uh, that would go directly to to their digital wallets. Um, it's really really hard to get charities to accept money, uh, free money, believe it or not. That was uh, that was a huge challenge, and you know, because it was a proof concept, that wasn't going to keep paying the you know the power bills for the office and the staff and everything so we had to commercialize it which is why that became kudo minor um but we still have ambitions to do you know we we're doing stuff that helps the planet environment wise but we still want to do stuff that you know uh, helps the kind of broader charity space as well oh powerful so so companies or even individuals could essentially donate their spare computing power or at least the revenue that their spare computing yeah, that's the idea power. yeah yeah that's the is idea that's so when Oops, sorry. I was going to say, is that something that's going to carry on into the into the project as it is modernly sitting? Yeah. So, I mean, there's 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 different ways that we we've been considering. Um, it's not something that we're building right now, but it's part right. of the kind of long term roadmap, if you if you like. Um, again, it's just coming down to you know to, to prioritizing things. But yeah, we want absolutely want people to, to to have the ability to be able to donate their computing power, mm-hmm. right? Which can be worth more than the actual donation itself. If if you think of something like a I don't know, cancer research and the amount, amount of computing power that they require to carry oh, yeah. out, you know, um, that research and being able to donate that computing power in the first place is their biggest cost. That's that's um, that's quite a attractive thing that, um, you know, we want to that we want to do and we want to kind of leave a legacy on that side. But, yeah, we're, we're not quite there yet on on starting that. We've just got kind of considerations in place. Hell yeah. Well, this has been great. Thanks, Pete, for coming on. I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I learned a lot as well, actually. Yeah, this is this was great. This is there's a lot of stuff that you can't you can dig through all of the of, of all the press releases and you just don't get it quite the same uh, picture of a of a project as you can get sitting there talking to one of the founding members. And I really do appreciate your time. Absolutely. Where can, it's where, been can a pleasure. People, where can people find you? Uh, so at Kudo Pete, um, that's Twitter and and Telegram. Um, I have to say I'm getting worse and worse by the day of responding on Telegram. So apologies if you sat there waiting for a while for me to to reply. It's just very very busy, um, as you can imagine. But um, yes, yeah, so you can get hold of me that way. Um, but I mean, anyone can go on to www.kudos.org. So that's our main blockchain uh, website. Um, here's a little teaser actually for you. We are oh. updating the website. Uh, <laughs> so that's been worked on as well. And, yeah, yeah. 
absolutely so yeah so we got um yeah some some improved kind of uh aesthetics and messaging and everything like that and we're just kind of bringing it you know up to speed with uh with, with where we are now and obviously the blockchain can keep coming so yeah watch the space on that side um you can go to kudos so c-u-d-o-s on twitter um find us in the telegram community we're on discord as well we're all open um so come and join us and We'd love to speak to you. Um, within our community, Andrew, I don't know if you ever joined, but you know um, the marketing team do run uh, coffee with kudos every mm-hmm. uh, every couple of well every Tuesday and Thursday. So there's always some interesting uh, conversation going on in there, and you know we'll get more active on Twitter Spaces and stuff at, um, at the right time. Yeah, we'll see you there in the near future, I'm sure. Sweet, and all the links to uh, everything Pete mentioned will be in the description below. See you. See you next time, guys. Brilliant. It's been uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Andrew and Jeremy, for having me.